Hey guys, and welcome back to episode three of the Double Double NBA Show Australia. Uh, you're here with your host, Jack, as always, and I'm going to flick over to my co-host, Anthony. Hello, everyone. Um, just real quick, before we get started on today's show, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Kyle uh, from our fantasy competition that we play. Uh, he just wants me to mention that DeJounte Murray plays for the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> Are you done? I'm done. That's all I need to talk about. <laughs> All right, well, moving on now, can you actually tell us what we're going to be covering today? Yeah, so today we're actually going to be, for our show, we're going to be having a look at three noteworthy things, as per usual, uh, that are happened in the week that passed. We're going to be having a look at two uh, hot takes each. Um, we're going to look at one thing that we're looking forward to in the week that is coming, and as per usual, we're going to close it off with our one rookie watch. That's my favourite part it's of the a, whole episode. It's our favourite part. I That's like that. all we talk about in our spare time. And now on this. <laughs> so, yeah. But do you want to get started or do you want me to get started? Um, Who started last week? I can't even remember. Maybe I'll kick off. You kick off. You I'll, just kick, go I'll kick off. So one of the main things, which if, if you do follow the NBA, um, you'd probably would have seen this a billion times by now, is the Carmelo Anthony signing. Um, big news. Big news. Yeah, really big, big news. news. Um, he signed a non-guaranteed uh, deal, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, which what that means is that uh, the team that he signed for, so Portland Trailblazers, don't actually have to pay him. So he could play there for three, four weeks, and if they say, like, it's not working out, he can just be sacked. It's kind of like being a casual at Sizzler or McDonald's or something. So, <laughs> Except you're getting paid a lot of money, a lot much more money than getting working casual at Sizzler or McDonald's. That's if they lock him in for the rest of the season, yeah. So Carmelo Anthony, for those of you that don't know, he's 35 years old. He's a 10-time All-Star, so he used to be a big, big superstar. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall Definitely of Famer. Definitely will be at some stage. Um, you know... <laughs> He hasn't had that good of a track record in the past few years. So last year he was at Houston Rockets only for 10 games. Uh, and before that he was in OKC for what, a season and a bit. A season and a bit, yeah. season and a bit. Um, I've got down here so a bit of information from Basketball Reference. Um, a website's really good to have a look on. Um, it's also super good if you're interested in just looking up funny players' nicknames. So like Carmelo's is... Uh, one of his is Hoodie Mellow, um, just Mellow. Uh, and the funny one is, oh, I can't even remember. I think it was Sweet Melon. It was, was Sweet Melon. Sweet Melon. It was melon. Sweet Melon because I remember you telling me me just staring at you. Yeah, so there's some really good ones on there. If you want to have a look, just jump on Basketball Reference. And, and real and quickly, I'm going to interject there. real quickly Go about this. It. Two things. If you don't know who Adrian Wojnarowski is, he's probably the most popular NBA reporter. Definitely. And most trusted. Yeah. Like so, if you don't know who that, that's who he, he is. He just has the inside scoop. He on knows everything. everything. He if he says it, it's true. Yeah. And the second thing is, it is quite evident that the Trailblazers listen to our podcast. Definitely, because I called last week. I said that they needed help. Yeah. I said they needed to attract someone, and so yeah, shout out to the Trailblazers GM for listening uh, to us. I appreciate apparently, that. Mello is a big attraction now, which you know, when you haven't played for <laughs> over a year, I guess that's called an attraction. So I haven't played in the NBA in the last year. So does that mean they're going to sign me? Probably. Sweet. But the the real question is, because Melo signed for him, if he does actually like stay on, do we get like a signing bonus fee? I don't know. We'd have to ask. Maybe I'll just ring him this afternoon. Oh, yeah. They have been in contact with us. That's true. They anyway, moving out of fantasy yeah. land. Let's um, <laughs> get back to it. So, yeah. So, Carmelo, he sh was shooting um, from the three-point line in Oklahoma City, 35.5% roughly, um, which isn't horrible. In his prime, he was scoring... 
nearly 39 points a game, which is, is quite good. That's up there with the, the top players even this year. Definitely, um, for averaging, yeah. You know, so in his prime, he'd be good. What, what are your opinions? How do you think he's going to fit into the team that's there already? Because they do need some help up front, as we spoke about last week. Plenty of injuries, and they were short to begin with up front. Yeah, so. yeah, they were always thin. But the thing is, the thing that I'm concerned about is, as I said last week, Trailblazers' issue wasn't their their offense. It mm. wasn't their attack. Yeah, Dame can drop the points. CJ can drop the points. It was their defense. And Chris Vernon from the Ringer, he had an extremely good point the other day when they were talking about Carmelo being signed. And he said what pretty much what the Trailblazers have done. Yeah, they've brought in a bit of an like, offensive star, but they've already replaced a bad defender with a worse defender. And it's honestly true. Carmelo is very slow, and in today's game, that's going to be punished. And it's a year since we've seen him play basketball. Exactly. And he was exactly. horrible last year. Exactly. For, I, I love Melo, so I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But Nothing better than someone that jack shots. Exactly. Exactly. Like I like I saying, I hope I hope I'm wrong, but it's going to be a massive test, man. Like the game is so much faster, and mm. especially since the, it's been a year since we've seen him, mm. it's improved in a year. My it has thing, went up heaps. My only thing now is I feel like he's going to be more open to taking a smaller role and just accepting, you know, this is what I have to do in order to stay in the well, league. Well, he wants and to play ball, so exactly that's what he's right. going to have so to he, do. So he's been wanting... He's and been he's saying, an idiot, so he knows that. Yeah, and he's been saying he wants to keep playing, wants to keep playing. Now he's got an opportunity to, and no one's looked at him for a year, so surely that's a wake-up call to be like, oh, i got to follow what I'm told and not just jack random shots. It's, it's another thing that was also brought up with that uh, Ringer podcast is... The reason Dwight Dwight Howard has had this resurgence and has become back into the beast that we all knew he was is because he's finally buying into the team. Mm. He's buying in that he is a role player for the Lakers and that is his role. Yeah. That's all he has to do. And if he does that well, he will be successful. Exactly. If Melo does the same thing, it can honestly be the exact same result for yeah. him. And I hope it is. I really do. Yeah. Well, we'll I mean, time will tell, really. we got. I think he's meant to be playing next game or very shortly. Um that he's with the team, so we'll, is that that's we'll against the Rockets, I believe. Shortly. No, they just played the Rockets today. Oh, so. is it? okay. Sorry, yeah. sorry, my bad. I can't remember who that's with, but I'm sure everyone else will know. Are you done on Mello? I'm done on Mello. All right, I'm going to kick off on the first one of mine. I'm talking about which is the first time I believe we've brought them up during the podcast because they're not a very good team. You just don't like them. But anyway, we're linking our, we're linking up to uh, Boston. They are currently running ten and two. Does Boston uh, have an NBA team? The Boston does have an NBA. Oh, Boston Jesus. Celtics. You know, Ooh. they took a fair few championships off your Lakers. Didn't even realise. <laughs> but anyway, and also that 10-2, and two, I'm just going to add here, that could have easily been 11-1 and one if it wasn't for an extremely unlucky bounce off the rim buzzer beater floater that I can't remember who shot it. but like it literally smart off memory. Yeah, yeah, it literally hung on the rim and then fell yeah, off. It had, it I think it was like a Kawhi shot, two bounces, and then it just hung there and that, fell yeah, off. Yeah, exactly right, and it just fell off. It could have easily been 11-1. Um Pretty much what to say about them is it's quite obvious so far that their team chemistry and morale has been put through the absolute roof. That thing, that place must be mm-hmm. rocking at the moment. Do you know what? To be, to, to be honest, how I see them is when you watch them play, they just look like a bunch of like mates having fun playing social sport yeah. of like a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Just having fun. They don't really... There's never ever like one player on the team that's taking the most shots by far. There's not. There's always, it's always the a ball. good spread. There's always three or four that are around that like 13, 14, 15 shots a game, which is cool to see. It's like that Spurs basketball. Remember like Spurs were like three, four years ago. They still do it now, but like just spreading the ball and everyone was just putting up shots and getting good shots too. Mm. Not putting up ridiculous shots. Like, 
And another thing we've got to keep an eye on, they've... I thought it was gonna their streak was gonna die after after what's his name got injured. He's lost Haywood, Haywood, sorry, Haywood, yeah. Gordon Haywood. Once he got injured, I thought the streak's down. They're gonna go to the toilet. They have bounced. They're still riding. Yeah, they've, they've bounced back. They're fine because they got they're players fine. that can fill in on the wing anyway. So and not too bad. And Gordon's shown us this year that he can play very well. So when they add him back, I honestly think it's just gonna be another yeah. strength. And his like we spoke about last week, his injury's not major, so he should come back and not really have too many problems fitting back in. Yeah. I, another thing is just. I think people really underestimated Kemba Walker's leadership ability. He's clearly got that young team buying in together and doing something really well, and it's coming out in the court. Yeah. And I, honestly, I wish him all the best because no one really rated him that high of a chance in the East. Everyone thought the East was a two-horse race. Yeah. And we know that's not true now. It's opened up a fair bit, that's for sure. But it makes it exciting. But as a fan, like I don't really like the East, but as a fan, I'm excited now because I yeah. know it's not going to be a It's blowout. always good when it's competitive like that's exactly. all you can ask for that's exactly. why like the west is so exciting this year is like it's competitive mate, 10 11 teams could do well and like if In players pl- yeah. even if yeah. players came back from from for the warriors like you know steph came back clay makes a miracle recovery and they all start playing again like it's not out of the question that they sneak into the eight they're not going to because that's like coming back from ridiculous injuries is unrealistic Two but you know what i mean ridiculous. like it's still any team well. realistically could get in yeah, you know. Yep, hundred percent, and that's what, and that's why that's why you you're exactly right. That's why people are so drawn to the West mm. because it's that the thought of who's going to win. Mm. No one knows who's going to win. Like the top four in the West, you literally just like I have no idea who's winning. Now finally, it's the top four in the East that have that as well, which is really really exciting. I love how I nearly just steered the conversation from Boston onto talking about the top of the West, which is the Lakers. So I brought I that nearly back. got there. <laughs> but anyway, I'll give you... You can have the mic now. What's the second All one? All right, so my second one just links into what w- was my thing to look forward to last week, which was Chris Stapp's Porzingis' return to Madison Square Garden. Um, if you haven't heard Hilarious. the audio... Hilarious. It was quite funny. The whole game, the crowd was just giving it to him. But at the introductions, it was so loud. So if you haven't have you heard seen the, the audio... Have you the fan video? Like the guy in the crowd that's recording? No, the booze are deafening. Yeah, they are absolutely definitely. Mate, you could hear it so loud in the telecast. You could see like, it crystal it was clear. ridiculous. It was very funny. Um, as someone who loves sport and, like, you know, us Australians are pretty laid back and understand the banter. Like, we, we lo- oh, I know I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. Chris Stapps didn't play too well. The Mavs ended up losing 103 to 106. Marcus Morris hit a, a tie-breaking three-pointer with 13 seconds awesome. and left. And That shot was crazy. Was it? Yeah, it was a behind. It was like put it through his legs, then step back oh, to yeah, over no, Luca. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then the Mavs couldn't end up scoring to f- close out the game or even to tie it back up. So Chris Stapps himself didn't play too well. He's only shot seven or seventeen. Barely can score in the post, which is weird because he's listed at seven foot three, and he was. He's never a been a dominant time, post no, player though. But a couple of times, he's literally posting up like six foot, maybe six foot one guards, and. Still struggling and he not still scoring. Can't a back them up at all, and B he can't even turn around to shoot over the top of them. I feel like if I was seven foot tall, I could, I could score some baskets over little people. <laughs> You'd reckon, like, but I think but, I don't know if it's a. It'll obviously be a confidence thing because like his ability is an NBA player and one of the best in like well, not, I shouldn't say one of the best in the league. He's a top fifty NBA, NBA yeah. player for sure. Like he's gonna, he's gonna. He just needs to practice that type of stuff because yeah. once he gets that right, Luca can feed him down low. Yeah. It's going to be He's really hard to stop. He's just got to figure it out. Do you know the funniest thing I found about in that game, though? What? The fact that the Knicks were looking to Marcus Morris to hit shots during oh, crunch mate, time. That's, that, that is hilarious. The, their season is 
I don't even want to talk about them because that's how sick I feel. That was their Super Bowl. It. That was their Super Bowl. Yeah, that was their highlight. They're, they're done after this. They probably they beat the Mavs. They beat the Mavs two and zero. That's it's just they're done. Yeah, develop bloody RJ Barrett and, and go your from fourteen there and small forwards. See yeah. there you go. <laughs> oh, they got to trade some. I don't even. Let's not go there. We'll keep that. Last thing I'll mention is um, Luka Doncic had another triple double in that game. Thirty three points, ten rebounds, and eleven assists. Freak. So. Absolute He's been killing free. it this season. Um, what was your number two? My number two is uh, Atlanta sucks, but Trey Young doesn't. Atlanta does suck, and <laughs> Trey Young does not suck. So like, correct. To, well be, to be fair, though, Atlanta have had played against some really quality opposition. They had a 112 to 128 defeat to the Suns. A what was that? 101 to 150 defeat to the Clippers. Ooh, that, that's some points. Yeah, that's that's bad. that was um, Paul George, wasn't it? In that his was second Paul game George. back. He's killed it. So good to have someone like Paul George. 37 so points good. in 27 minutes. And the memory. last one of that little three-game stint was 101, so the exact same amount of points again, and to 122 defeat to the Lakers. Mm. So obviously, those teams that they're playing aren't scrubs. No. They're not scrubs. But during these games, uh, Trey Young still balled out, in my opinion. For the first game, he was 21-1-13. and Second game, he was 25-6. and And the last game, he was 31-3-7. and mm. During this as well, he's averaging a shot percentage of about 45%. Don't get me wrong, that's not great. But the reason it's so low, well, it's not really so low, but the reason it is that is because if he doesn't shoot and score, Atlanta don't score. Nah, and that's the their is only option. Their second option was John Collins, who we've spoken about, who's been suspended for 25 games. Exactly. Trey Young was probably getting five, six assists a game just to John Collins alone. He was. Because they had that pick and roll. They come to the top of the key, pick and yeah. roll. John Collins dove, drove, dove hard to the basket. And if, if, the, if the defense went under, Trey had a three. Yeah, and now that's not there, so that... Makes the spacing a bit harder, but he's definitely playing really, really well to start the season. Yeah, like it just comes down to, like I said, you can't, you can't say that oh that was a disgraceful loss against those teams because it's not. They're extremely high quality. The fact you lost by forty nine points, that's disgraceful. And to be fair, they're a young team. They weren't expected to make the playoffs from nope. the start. Nope. So like this season, this season's a write off. Let's just use those draft picks, draft again, build again for next season. It's exactly right. What's like, the matter? You look at the start of the season, it was so disrupted. Yeah. It was so disrupted. Like they've started really well and I think they've kind of hit their ceiling and we've seen that. But that's fine. Mm. You don't expect them to go that much further. What's your final one? Uh, my last one for our uh, three noteworthy things is just James Harden um, and how many points he scores per MVP game. MVP caliber talent. Yeah. Again. And that's the main thing I want to talk about is just his, his points and his shooting. Um, you know, if you don't know who James Harden is, just look him up. He's <laughs> literally the best scorer in the league at I the moment. I guarantee you everyone knows who James Harden is. Yeah, he's the fellow with the long beard for like those few <laughs> listeners that we have that don't know too much about basketball. Um, he, he's averaging 39.5 points, so nearly 40 points a game, which is freakishly ridiculous. He's only shooting 33% from the three-point line. Now, this is my thing. is He's a career 35% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. So... He's a little bit under his three-point average at the moment. Technically, like each year, you're meant to get better at skills that you've practiced. Surely you would practice that because that's one of his main shots. He takes 14 three-pointers per game. Yep. So if that edges up towards that 35%, even 36 37%, yep. he's going to be scoring almost 45 points a game. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, these are historical numbers. We already haven't seen numbers like this. Yeah. It's the first time someone's putting these type of numbers up. He's also shooting 14 free throws a game. So he's either shooting threes or getting fouled. Exactly. There's there's nothing in between, which is crazy. And the one thing that I've noticed about James Harden, I'm a big 
I shouldn't say I'm a big James Harden. I really like James Harden. Mm, and the one I thing don't. I've seen, I can tell why, I can know, well, do you want to explain why you don't? Because a lot of people are in the same boat as you as to why they don't like James Harden. I just don't like it because it's boring. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not exciting. Like, I mean, I can stand around and just dribble a basketball heaps and chuck it up and hope that it goes in. And if not, just dribble, dribble, dribble and then try <laughs> to sprint past someone because I'm quicker than them and get fouled. Like, but that's boring. It's not fun to watch. It's more fun to see, you know, your Ben Simmons flying in the lane and throwing a wicked pass over his head or Kyrie doing some crazy spin move or something like that, yeah. you know? From an entertainment point, it does suck. It does suck, sorry. Yeah. But from a winner's perspective, I, I know why you like him, yeah. And that's what and he And that's is. why, and that's why I've got, that's why I like, I like it as well. Mm. But I can also see, like I said, I'm not, I'm not blind to the fact that he plays dumb basketball. And yeah, disinteresting it's, basketball. It's still good, though. That's what's so frustrating it's about it, I think, is because he scores and so he's much. he's still so good. It, what it links to is, like, not not just his personal um, accolades that he can get, like another MVP trophy, is just he's helping his team win at the moment. They're second in the West, just behind the Lakers. Yeah. And we talked about the, we talked about the Rockets last week and how they need to get this stuff together. Yeah. And, and they did, actually, because they did beat the Clippers in that game we were talking about. Yeah. And, like, to be honest, if Harden keeps playing like this, they'll be hard to beat. Like, mm. granted, in the playoffs, if you shut down Harden, maybe you shut down their whole team, but that's why they've got Russell Westbrook That's now. literally so, why they brought him in. I just want to talk about his points, so I'm not going to get off topic anymore. What was your last one? <laughs> My last one, uh, this is a bit interesting, because I, as you know, as we've said, we're doing a two hot take section. Yeah. This was originally in my hot takes, and I moved it because the more I was researching and thinking about it, the more I'm like, no, this actually isn't a hot take. This isn't a ridiculous statement. This is extremely true. Okay. And that is that Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic sorry, is a genuine MVP contender. I would agree. Not that big of a hot take. It's not. I think to start off the season, he was, boy, he's the best player on his team. So Exactly right. Listen to what he's averaging. 29 points. 10 rebounds, and 9.1 assists. Very One assist to a off averaging a triple-double. Yeah. He leads the game, he leads the league, sorry, in triple-doubles with six. Have a guess who's closest to him. Uh, I'm going to go with ooh, either, just give me an either, Yep. LeBron or Westbrook. That was fantastic because that's second and third. So oh, LeBron, LeBron it's almost is, like I've seen these stats before. <laughs> LeBron, is on, LeBron is on second with four, yeah. and Westbrook's got three. Yeah. So he's literally double third place yeah, and two hectic. above that. And his most recent game, which was today, we're recording this on Wednesday, the ni- on Tuesday, sorry, the 19th of November. They versed the Spurs, and he went 42-11-12. and 12. Mm, Massive game. And, massive they, and they won game. too, didn't they? They won San it, yeah. Yep. Abs- like, to be honest, he's, he's not the first person to ever do it because the first person to win the closest Rookie of the Year and MVP was Will Chamberlain, who won it the exact same year. Oh, okay. He won Rookie of the Year and MVP in the same year. I don't oh, know if you knew that. That's interesting, no. I but, thought Derek Rose was the youngest MVP. No, no. There's, it, was Will, it was Will Chamberlain Will Osman, I believe. Okay. It was a, Will Osman played in like 1965 or something ridiculous. Used to me. I was but, born in 93. <laughs> and I was born in 98 as well. So the thing is, he's going to be, in the modern era, he's going to, in my opinion, going to be the closest person ever he, to it. He could do. And if he doesn't get it this year, I guarantee he gets it next he'd year. Be, surely he'd be very close, especially yeah. if he's averaging a triple-double. And, like, Russ got one, so that's Russell Westbrook got one purely for averaging a triple-double. It didn't contribute to his team winning or not. Which where, was controversial because that was against Harden yeah. as well, which everyone believed Harden should have got it. Where Doncic, you know, he actually makes his team win when he plays well. He's 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 
the bread and butter of the Mavs offense. Yeah. But anyway, I've just brought it up before that we're going to do two hot takes, so you get us started on that. Yes, yeah, so I'll get us started on our two hot takes. Actually, you, you go first with your first hot take, seeming I went first with the uh, noteworthies. Sweet, I think you'll like this one anyway. So my first one is that the... Uh, Lakers the are going to win everything. No, oh. no, no, come on, I'm not delusional, mate. Okay. Now, the first one is that the Nuggets are going to win the Western Conference. Don't look at me like that. I don't think so. <laughs> don't look at me like that. These are hot takes, guys. So these are something that's a little bit left field. That's for very sure. far left field. Some of them, you you will be sitting there the saying first. that's never going to happen. But <laughs> I'll, I'll let him have that one. The first the first reason and I chuckle every time I read it because it's funny is they have a genuine home court advantage. It's true though. It's because no one can breathe. <laughs> Come and play Denver. Yeah, altitude. You can't breathe. Uh, the second reason, which is a bit more serious, is that they are ridiculously deep. They are very, very deep. If they you are... look at their bench, their bench play, their bench players could be genuine starters and other That's teams. That's what I was gonna say. Like you know, it, there's a bunch of teams that are popping up that need this and that and the other thing is like, and Denver have them on the bench. Denver could just minutes. about be like, if you want, just say Michael Beasley, we want a uh, first round draft pick. Yep. And people are going to have to give it to them. Yep. So they Because people need those players yep. and they're not available. They could nab something from Portland, nab something from... I mean, the Lakers have no draft picks, but you could nab something from the Lakers, from X, Y, and Z, and end up Desperate with like teams a trying massive to make a stash. And, you know, you're never going to use those players. Like, Juancho Hernan Gomez has barely seen the court this year. And, to be fair, would... I mean, he'd definitely start on New York Knicks. Yep. Hundred percent. So he'd definitely start on the on the Grizzlies. He'd start on the majority of teams, I reckon. Exactly. Probably at least half. So you could trade him away. He's like your eleventh, twelfth person in your rotation. Exactly. Trade him away for a first round pick. That's hectic. They and if you could look at the Nuggets as well, their management has been fantastic. Look at who they've drafted over the mm. years. Their drafting has been. They've gotten some good. Picks. One of the leaders. Their, their top player, Jokic, he was 42? 42. 42. 42. He was a 42nd pick. Ridiculous, and Absolutely. he's one of the top players in the league. All right, give me your hot take. Um, so my first hot take um, is that the Minnesota Timberwolves will make the Western Conference semifinals. So okay. top four. Top four in the Western Conference. That's mine. I was originally going to say the Western Conference finals, but I really nah, do think that's, that's going to be that's Clippers, Lakers. But... I think they can get there. I really think they'll just get there. Wiggins is actually playing really, really well. Andy's playing some defense. Yep. Towns is balling out as per usual. Cat's a different player this year. He's a different color yeah. than Tordy's has been. And on top of that, they've got good other good defenders like Robert Covington, and they actually have some depth off the bench this season, even though some of the players are a bit younger, like Jarrett Culver um, and Josh Okoge. They still have some players that can come on and play some defense. They don't have to score tons of points. Let Cat and Wiggins do that when they come on the field, the bench players I'm talking about. Yep. All you have to do is the person in front of you, don't let them score. And they've got players that can do that. So I think come playoff time, because that's when you can slow everything down a little bit and get the shots that you want to get, I honestly think that the Timberwolves are going to be a difficult competition to overcome. Like so. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you. Well, I am gonna argue with you because I think it's ridiculous. No, you're not. But like the thing about the Timberwolves, and I've said this before on our, on our previous podcast, I believe it was the first episode, is when they get it right, they're great. But when they get it wrong, they suck. Yeah, they suck. But that's where the defense comes into it, and it's, you know, best of five series, or well, best of seven, but best of five to start with. So 
Yeah, but as you know as well, it only takes you lose you lose your home court. If you have a home court advantage, you lose that game, then lose on the road. You're currently two 0 down, yeah. and stuff starts getting a little bit hit. People start getting a little bit cranky. But like I said, I don't think I like I said I, I don't think they'll make. I think they'll make the playoffs, and I said that. I said oh, that. Yeah, no, I think do. they'll make the playoffs, should but do. I I can't see them making the hot take. Thing. So well, if they make the semi-finals, my hot take's right. We'll, we'll come back to these, and we'll see if they are a bit <laughs> later on in the season. What's right. your number two? This is actually pretty funny because I just sort of crapped on the. I can't bit. wait to hear this. But yeah, mine is uh, that Andrew Wiggins is winning the most improved award. Oh, mate, we both have one for the most improved. I'm not telling you who mine is though. Okay, good. But I'm good. not going to argue with that because I love Wiggins, so I'm not going to go any further. Wiggins is finally, in air quotation marks, that player yeah. that he was supposed to be when he was drafted yeah. with the number one pick. He is finally that player. He's hit, so far he's hitting twenty six points, five rebounds, and about three and a half assists per game. Finally getting some assists. He was at probably averaging one. And the other thing, and literally I wrote this down because it's all I could think of. Not taking as many bum shots mm-hmm. because his habit has been taking ridiculous shots because he gets the ball and he gets in these positions where he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What do I do? What do I do? It's almost well, like I pass the cat can't pass the cat because he's marked. I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's almost like when you like let a dog off a leash somewhere. At the dog park, and they just run around in circles because they they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, don't know what they're doing, and they're just like, oh, should I play with that? Should I touch this? Should I do that? Oh, my God, where am I going to go? And it's just like, mate. It's the exact same. Chill out, shoot the basketball at the hoop. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, drive in and look for someone else that's open. But if you're getting double teamed, pass the ball. Yeah, he seems to be playing a lot better. So I think it's just confidence. And do you know why I think you'll win it? Everyone loves a feel-good story. Yeah. Everyone well, loves a feel-good story. That links into my one. What's so yours? So, my one is that Markel Fultz will win the most improved player this year. I hope so, because that's another feel-good story. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Feel-good story. So Two number one picks that yeah. just bummed out hard. Markel Fultz, um, yeah, was the first pick in 2017. Defense was never a problem for Markel Fultz. He's six foot three with super long arms, so he's able to defend quite well, and he's quite quick and really, really athletic, so not a problem. Crazy athletic. His thing, Crazy athletic. His thing was always shooting. So he came in, he's had a bunch of strange injuries, a shoulder problem, a this problem, a that problem, a mental problem that links to his shoulder somehow, and things didn't work in Philly where he was getting hammered by the media, hammered by just anyone, everyone. That's like, whenever someone talks about, like, injuries in Philly. My best friend, one of the things he said after after Fultz got injured was he put a message in our group chat and he said, I'm pretty sure in Philadelphia they play prison ball for summer camp because Probably. all their rookies come out injured every year. There is some ridiculous stat like over the last five seasons, yeah, at least yeah, one yeah. of their rookies has true. come out with a significant injury. Yeah. Do you reckon they just like have sledgehammers and they just you just like drive through this and just someone's just swinging know, a hammer or like MB just goes full MB and it's like <laughs> fouls aren't counted or something and he just like his elbow what, and everything. What we see with Cat was like him and warm up <laughs> yeah. for preseason basketball. He um, just comes out with like these Wakanda shields. He's on his own like, like Captain America running around. <laughs> Oh, I won't go there because I don't know if I can say this on a clean podcast, but I'll, I'll skip that bit. I'll um I'll just go back to talking about his uh, shooting. So this season, he's with the Orlando Magic. He's playing over 23 minutes a game. Um, he doesn't have much pressure because no one really cares what happens in Orlando. And he's out of this. He's out of the storm. Yeah, he's Orlando, out of the no storm. He was shooting um 43% overall field goals. He is now shooting 49% this year. Improving. So improving. improving. His three-point shot has actually gone down a tiny bit. It was 23%, so it's yep. dreadful. It's still around that. It's a 21%. Still dreadful. Still dreadful. But he was only shooting one per game. 
Yeah. Now he's shooting around two and a half per game. So he's shooting a lot more. Still not making them, but at least he's shooting more. And I think give it more time, he's going to come good on that three-point shot. That's yeah. just like a confidence thing here you're talking about with Wiggins. The last thing I'll say with Markel Fultz is this is why I think his three-point shot will come around heaps, is in his first couple of seasons, he was averaging 62% from the free-throw line. Have a guess, because you always do this to me. Have a guess how much he's averaging this season from the three, uh, free throw line. I genuinely don't know, but I'm going to say... So it was 62. It was, is, it better or, is it better or worse? It's better. Oh, thank God. He's improving. 74. Way higher. It's 82%. Okay, that's wicked. So he's improved nearly 20% from his free throws. So that's surely going to translate across to the three-point line eventually. Eventually, I'm going to go off topic here for one for one quick one quick one minute. Yeah, that's all you got. One minute. It absolutely infuriates me that us as fans have this. Not even fans, like coaching staff, have this perception that everyone needs to shoot three pointers. You do not have to shoot three pointers if you are not good at them. No, that's true. So that when people talk about Fultz's shot and he's like, "Oh, he's three points bad," who cares? He was good though. When he played in college yeah, at Washington. But That's who cares? what's annoying. He sucks now. Move on. Yeah, he sucks now. Let's move on. Exactly. Like, you might suck for a little bit, but still take some. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if I see your take point. Take them, be rubbish at it, and then in a couple of years' time, you'll get to, like, say, Fultz is at 21% three points now. Still better than what Giannis was. Yeah. Giannis shoots, like, 34% now. So who says, in a couple of years, Fultz won't be at 33 34%? three-point shooting, and I'd then love it's to acceptable. Know, though, in, that tw- in that 23%, I'd love to know how many of those weren't crappy last second of the shot clock shooting. Yeah, ooh. I'm but sure we can look into it, but like that, I'm not going to spend that much time on Mark L. Fultz and a prediction that's, that's little... realistically not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Um, would you like to tell me one thing that you're looking forward to in the next week? I will, because this is going to be... I think I think a lot of fans have sort of like forgot about it a little bit. And mine is Heat versus Philadelphia. Okay. The reason I'm looking forward to that, well, it's in Philadelphia. Jimmy Butler left Philadelphia. Oh, I forgot about that. He hasn't returned to the Sixers yet, has he? This is his first game back. I don't know how the 76ers fans are going to accept him, whether he's going to get booed. I have no idea. Like, I love Jimmy Butler because he has that no-nonsense attitude, and if he wants to win, he'll win. Yeah. That's why I love Jimmy Butler. And one, we're talking about Philly is struggling at the moment. They really are. They're struggling. The Heat are playing some really good to basketball. To be fair, though, Philly's had chop and change with lineups, little injuries, little this and that, but they don't look like... This is the main thing that we... I swear we always come back to this. They don't look like they're having fun. They look miserable. No, and they look true. like they don't know what they're doing. Because it's true. Because if, you if, you, if, you're, if you're just playing basketball just because it's your job, you're not going to play that well. That's no. true. And no matter how talented you are, it's we've seen it, we've seen it with... Um, We've seen it with genuine superstars. Mm. Like, for an example, AD, when he didn't want to play at the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. did, did he play good? No. no. He didn't even play. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, before that whole situation. I've got a question to ask you. It's on Philadelphia. Um, we're an Australian podcast, so let's talk about Ben Simmons for a couple of quick seconds. Uh-huh. I was having a think on the way home. He's just signed a $170 million contract. Max extension, yeah. Yep. He's come back this season, in my opinion looks worse than he did last year. Do you think he's just slacked off because he's got the money you now? Sh- you should have put that in your hot take because I don't agree. But I don't I, think... I'm, just, I'm asking. I, I don't you, think yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know you're I, I just know think he's like, he yeah. might have some sort of injury or like 
the the player changes because they've also lost players like JJ Redick who created lots of space and there's definitely, been a fair bit of roster definitely. changes. But I'm just putting it out there. He's just signed a hundred seventy million dollar deal. Maybe over the summer he's like, I'm good enough to sort of chill out a bit. I think like that's that's a question. That's a very good question. That's an extremely good I've question because him. you've just you haven't stumped me I've because stumped I him. honestly don't think he's been that much worse. I think Philadelphia themselves have been worse. I, don't I think, think Joel Embiid is not looking anything he, like he did last I'll year. I'll just rephrase it that he hasn't improved. He hasn't no, brought anything new to I'll the agree. table. He's I'll got agree. like a what a a thirteen foot jump shot that yeah, doesn't go in a lot of I the know. time. I'll agree with that statement. That's a clever statement. Yeah. He hasn't improved because they were talking this three point shot up, which backed again. Like I said, if he doesn't shoot threes, he doesn't shoot threes. Let's yeah. move on from that. But anyway, you, to answer your question, I don't think he's improved. No, but I don't think he's slacking off. If nah. I'm going to be honest. All right, let's keep going back on to your thing. Seeming I pulled that well off track. <laughs> and the la- the last point I'll make is we talked about with Celtics. We've finally got a top four race. In yeah. the East, this is a top four battle. This could very well be an Eastern Conference semi-final. Yeah, it could be, and it'd be good to see like start of the season versus end of the season, and what what happens all in between. Exactly. You know? That's what I love about the NBA is it's not just like it's chop and change. Yeah, it's like normally you know if if like a, a football team, whether it's NFL, AFL, NRL, the A League, the Premier League, any other sport, if you go on like a four or five game either winning or losing streak, that might be your season done or accelerates you into the finals. In the NBA, five games doesn't really matter a whole... It doesn't. You know, we got players being suspended for 25 games and we're debating whether that's a big deal or not. Yeah. And that's what I love about it is it's like you could lose 15 games straight and still make the finals, a.k.a. Houston Rockets last year yeah. were dreadful the start of the season exactly right it's awesome all right what are you looking forward to um mine's going to be really quick i'm only looking forward to this as a personal battle even though i already know who's going to come out on top and it's uh, i bet you i know what you're talking about on sunday it's the lakers versus the grizzlies Ah, here we go it's me versus jack we all know who's going to win which is the lakers uh you can come and join me on the bandwagon for those people that don't have a favorite nba team um, Mate, all the people that don't have an NBA team are already on the Lakers band. Like, yeah, what are you true. talking Luke, about? <laughs> Mate, they're, already walking, they're already walking around Westfield in a bloody LeBron jersey. What do you mean? <laughs> but that's a LeBron Cavs jersey. I still think he plays there. <laughs> LeBron, yeah. James LeBron is my favourite player. <laughs> so. Um... Anyway, so it's it's pretty it's going to be a pretty cool night. Anyway, um, they've got Memphis is having a bit of a throwback night because it's at Memphis. Mm, it is, yeah. They've got the Vancouver Grizzlies yeah. um, jerseys on. Uh, which look awesome, uh, and they've got a sick as court design. Which you guys can see. Both of those will be up on our Facebook and Instagram I'll be pages. Those so guys. don't have to worry about if, that. If you have a look, by the time this podcast is out, um, you'll see those posts live up there as well. Um, to be honest, Grizz don't stand a chance. I don't need to go any further. I honestly think the Lakers might rest AD or LeBron, um, one or if not both. To be honest, and. Well, to be honest, it would be, be it would be si- it would be silly to play AD. I'd rest one of them. I would too. And if to be fair, if you play, if you want to play both, twenty minutes and cap. I hope that I hope they don't rest them though, because we're kind of seeing, which is what you've pointed this out to me. We're seeing the the real AD versus the future AD, which is Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, but we'll see Jaron Jackson get blocked like what four or five times. No, because AD's it, leading blocks in the NBA. It won't matter so. because JJ's gonna he's gonna throw it up and Moran's gonna post rise him. To anyway, be fair, so let's Moran ain't gonna score many points because we got um, AC Fresh, Alex Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm not even getting into that. All right, we'll move on. Our last segment for today is going to be our rookie watch. We'll try to run through it quite quickly. Um, it's like we've already said. This is our favourite section. I know we love talking about rookies. We've every week we try to find one that we're interested in that may have done a couple of cool things or that we you know haven't Someone lived up to the, the hype radar, or something. Bit off the radar yeah. or something. So you start us and I'll, I'll close out. The first person I'm going to talk about is I was extremely excited for him at the start of the year, like at the draft. I had him going a lot. Had him going a lot later than what he went, so I was super impressed when he went high. And that is Rui Hachimura for the uh, Washington Wizards. Yeah. So I, lo- I love Rui. I've seen him a lot at Gonzaga. And uh, he played with Brandon Clark as well. They were Gonzaga didn't do that good in the tournament, but they were they were both good together. At the moment, he's playing 27 minutes a night, and he's averaging 13 points, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block in there. Best thing, he can defend as a rookie. That's awesome. It's unreal. Yeah, big body too gets in the way. And we're starting to see it like like we like I said we've seen it Gonzaga with him and Brandon Clark. He had an unreal scoring ability in the post, and we've. Finally starting to see that again. Yeah. I think it's just confidence. It's his first time in the league. You can't expect him to go in and try spin move on Jokic. Yeah. I haven't watched too much Wizards basketball. I saw Rui a lot in the uh, World Cup just before the actual NBA season. Watched a fair bit of Summer League where I we saw Rui. We were watching Rui. the game together where he posterized Miles Bridges. Yeah. Was it Miles yeah? Turner. Miles Turner. Miles Turner. Yeah. Sorry. Miles Turner. Yeah. He posted Miles Turner. Like, and for the for Wizards... And which I'll talk about this on a later podcast because we've got yeah. an idea for that. So I'm not going to too much into it. For the Wizards, the future looks bright with him. I'm really impressed with him. What's yeah, yours? I think so. Um, my rookie watch is an undrafted rookie from the 2018 draft class. Um, it's Kendrick Nunn from Miami Heat. So that sort of links into what you were talking about before. He's 24 years old, so he's a little bit older. He went undrafted, which means 60 times he got passed up on, which to me amazes me. If we redrafted that draft right now... Just a quick scan through it. I reckon he's going top twenty. Just Big based, call. just based I wouldn't on say production. Top twenty, but he's going first round. Just based on production and yeah. what he's able to do. He's a starter in the NBA. A starter in the NBA comes from the top twenty of the draft. That's true. No matter how That's you look true. at it. Um, he's averaging thirty-one minutes a game, eighteen points, two and a half rebounds, three assists, and one and a half steals a game. And on top of that, he's shooting thirty-eight point four percent from the three-point line. So compare that. 38% shooting to Markel Fultz at 21, and they're both starting in the NBA. Yeah. And Markel Fultz, you know, was the number one pick the year before that. Obviously had some bloody demons. Yeah. Had some had some severe demons. But still, that's a good average that's a good for average. a starting it point guard. It is. The one thing I wanted to touch on, because Kendrick Nunn was undrafted, he's only on a $1.6 million contract for this season. I think it's something like four years. Um Four years and six million or something like that. It's it's not much money uh, compared to other people that were drafted in that same draft class as him uh, that were taken a lot higher, like Lonnie Walker, Zaire Smith, uh, and they're paid over three million dollars a season. Yeah. So you're I like getting, Lonnie Walker though. I reckon Lonnie Walker's a really good player. I like both of those other players, yeah. but for half the money yeah. I can get at the bargain. moment, bargain. It's just a bargain. bargain. He's like he's probably not going to be. Rookie of the year. I'll go out and say it. He's not going to be rookie of the year. That's already um, locked up, mate. And I don't even have to say who everyone on this podcast knows. Jay Crowder. Oh, he's MVP once again. That's, uh, stop, keep getting stop them wrong. mixing it up. Okay. Jay Crowder MVP, but no, not seriously. John Morant's rookie of the year. He no more than likely will be, I think. Um, but anyway, he'd, he'd probably be in the top five, I reckon, for voting on um, rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, and, and that's said, excellent. He's, he's a severe talent that got completely, completely skipped, and that's awesome from an undrafted. And that's player. what we want to see. Is that all you have on Kendrick? 
That's all I got on Kendrick. Kendrick all... Lamar Dunn, that is now his yeah. name. Kendrick Nunn, not Lamar. Kendrick Lamar Nunn the Dunn. Done. Done. <laughs> so, there you go. All right, guys, on that absolute bombshell. That was nearly a Top Gear finish. But yeah. anyway, guys, we're going to call that quits for our th- for our third episode. So thanks, each for tuning in. Just a reminder, too, you can catch our socials on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Type in Double Double NBA Show Australia. We've got a couple of Christmas giveaways coming up on our... Definitely on our Instagram and our Facebook page, so be sure to check in for those ones. So thanks heaps, guys. Thank you.